And it is ABC Grandstand, 105.7 ABC Darwin, 783 Alice Springs and across the top end on the TV network, Ian Butterworth sitting in the Grandstand chair. In the absence of Charlie King, who is uh, taking a well-earned rest for a week or so in the studio, as he has been for the last couple of months. And uh, Matthew, Stephen, Matthew... We're going to be talking hockey, but horse racing, and we can touch on that, but that's had an interesting history over a long period of time. But hockey is a sport, Andrew, that's probably well and truly punched above its weight. I mean, we've got um, uh, Olympic gold medalists and we've got Commonwealth Games gold medalists and Australian representatives, but I'm sure it didn't all start on the Spartan track out at Marara where they play on this synthetic surface. Grassroots, I'm sure hockey's got a grassroots history. Oh, indeed, uh, Ian, and uh, just measured on international success, uh, hockey is far and away the Northern Territory's most successful sport, and uh, I think that's important for keep to, for people to keep in mind. You know, there is no greater accolade than Olympic um, Olympic gold, and um, uh, we've had some uh, great players uh, represent Australia going back to Nova Paris in uh, 1996. But it did indeed have very humble beginnings. Um, back in uh, 1938 was the first record of uh, hockey in the Northern Territory and it, uh, it, it got its start with the uh, military build-up before World War II and the garrison as it was known, the military force that was involved in the construction of the, the fortress that became uh, Darwin. Uh, hockey was part of their uh, training regime it would seem. They played many sports and hockey was one of them in, interestingly enough. And uh, so, Sorry Andrew, I, I, I'm s- sorry Matthew, you did say interestingly enough because in, in terms of um, Australian sports, hockey wouldn't sort of register. I mean, football, cricket, maybe rugby league, but hockey as a sport for the uh, Australian military? Yeah, uh, I'm curious about that myself. I've never delved into the the military side of that story, but certainly from its origins and through World War II, hockey was always played by the military forces. And uh, 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 very early on, and this this is perhaps of interest to to the hockey uh, uh, fraternity in Darwin, uh, at Larrick, at the Vesties uh, meatworks site, which was in fact an army barracks, they had a cinder parade ground and they played hockey on cinders so in fact uh, artificial surfaces go back to uh, 1939 in um, wow. in, in Darwin and, and that's an interesting point I was having a, a chat to Gordon Clark at the Department of uh, Recreation and Sport yesterday who's uh, well founded in Darwin hockey and was just talking about um, Darwin having one of the uh, earliest artificial uh, surfaces in, in Australia in fact I think he said it was the second artificial surface but uh, in fact they might be able to Date that claim and say they had one of the first artificial services in uh, 1938. So uh, uh, up until the bombing of Darwin, there was actually uh, quite a significant hockey competition here in Darwin. They had up to an eight-team uh, competition before the war, and uh, of course, the um, uh, before the bombing of Darwin, that uh, that curtailed things for a while. But then, uh, once the uh, sporting and social life in Darwin uh, got up and running after the bombing of Darwin again during the war itself. Again, Again, there was uh, all manner of hockey competitions all through Darwin and uh, and the uh, the military bases out of town. Do you know was it both men and women or was it uh, strictly the men? No, well actually there are photographs of uh, women with uh, uh, army uh, women in uh, army uniforms, possibly nurses with hockey sticks mm. uh, uh, during the war. So there's every chance that they were playing hockey during the war. Certainly uh, after the after the war um, in 1946 were the first signs 
signs of uh, hockey uh, uh, resuming uh, after the war. It didn't appear to um, actually get up and running until 1949. And some of those uh, names that people might be familiar with now, uh, Lofty Plain, uh, Keith Kemp, ten, uh, Ted uh, D'Ambrosio, these were all uh, people involved wow. in the um, early years of hockey in that post-war war period. And uh, that was uh, initially men, uh, teams like uh, Army, uh, Shell Works and Housing, Coonawarra got a start. And in 1953, uh, women uh, resumed playing. Had If they played uh, during the war, this was the first time they got together and started, uh, started playing again. And Alice Springs had a very strong uh, women's hockey competition in the early 50s as well. And um, uh, uh, in, the, in the 50s, uh, they very commonly uh, had a, a triangular series with... Uh, Mount Isa. So uh, the, the the hockey fraternity uh, sort of coalesced very early and uh, although it was uh, uh, never a, a big spectator sport in those early days, uh, there was a gentleman by the name of Les Finnis who played both before the war and after the war just commented that it was very rare that there are any spectators uh, <laughs> at, at the games. But he said the uh, the players that were standing around uh, waiting for their own game or having just played uh, were uh, quite vociferous in their barracking and uh, uh, it was it was uh, certainly a very keen competition, if not one that was uh, uh, spectated that much. Games down in Bachelor, uh, there are many um, stories of people going down to Bachelor and, and, and playing hockey, mudlarks, um, uh, were, were one of the early teams and uh, uh, it's from those uh, roots that the, the game really took off and grew what it is today and I guess what you'd have to say about hockey is despite uh, its size and it's always had a, a, a very tight-knit community um, uh, very well organised and a lot of people that have uh, invested back into the game for many, many years. You only have to look at the Masters players uh, out at uh, Marara this week to know know that uh, it's very difficult to stop people playing hockey. And in fact, we'll catch up with the Australian over-60s captain Lou Goss a little bit later on. In the studio is Matthew Stephen, our resident historian. Today we're talking about the history of hockey in the Northern Territory. It's uh, coming up to 15 minutes away from the news at 12 o'clock. Ian Butterworth with you in the grandstand chair on 105.7 ABC Darwin, 783 Alice Springs across the top end on the TV network. Matthew Stephen, you said hockey commenced, oh, well, the history of hockey goes back to 1938 and uh, again it's that, that, that military connection which is a similar scenario to many sports. Oh, it's, it's certainly the, the war years is something that, that, that often are overlooked here in Darwin in terms of their, their sporting history. But I, I guess what's interesting about that, it's no surprise that because the civilian population had to evacuate during that time that there's not strong memories of what happened here during the war. But what people did come back to was some basic infrastructure for sport that hadn't been here before. So there were hockey grounds that didn't exist before. There was a hockey ground on the hospital grounds uh, during, during the war. There were basketball courts. Uh, there, were, there were swimming uh, facilities that were set up in different places. So those wartime years were, were uh, 
quite important in terms of allowing sport to resume. And when people talk about the uh, the immediate post-war period, the late 40s, the 1950s, um, Darwin was possibly one of the most sports-mad uh, communities in the whole of Australia. Um, there were many, many sports, and and because largely because of its isolation and perhaps the the lack of other forms of entertainment, almost everybody was involved in sport in some way. And uh, hockey was very much part of that social fabric. There are a lot of people that would have played hockey as well as in terms of women, they would have been playing uh, uh, basketball at the same time later, uh, well, netball and basketball. Um, uh, many men that would have uh, turned out for um, uh, not only Australian rules football, but rugby league and uh, would have uh, dabbled in hockey. Hockey was originally a dry season sport when it first started up up here, but they did also play in the wet season, playing almost all year round at different times. So, you know, hockey uh, found its niche and uh, it was always uh, um, strongly supported by those that played, even if perhaps it didn't get some of the public sort of uh, acknowledgement that uh, Australian rules and perhaps rugby league did. Hmm. And, and certainly throughout the period of time, and, and you, you at the top of your uh, your segment here, you mentioned that we're hockey is probably the sport uh, that rules all the others in terms of its international appeal and, and uh, uh, consideration I guess from the Northern Territory and, and we've got gold medalists which is the ultimate in in, this, in a sporting accolade when was it that we actually went from, uh, is, is there a period in time when we went from the amateurish if you like and I say that with the utmost respect the amateurish side of it to the real professional side, was it with, with the coming of the synthetic surface at Marara? Certainly the, the creation of uh, Marara for a lot of sports is quite interesting in terms of their development and shifting from what could only be, be described as sort of uh, um, council-run uh, amateur-type organisations mm. to a more professional level just by virtue of um, uh, the facilities available. I mean, if you look at the, the, the trail of Olympic uh, representation in hockey, um, certainly... Uh, uh, Nova Paris represented Australia at the Atlanta Olympics in 1996 and from thereafter we've had a pretty steady stream of uh, players. We've had Stephen Holt, uh, Mark Hickman, uh, Des Abbott and Joel Carroll, um, people would probably more, be more familiar with in more recent years and just recently those people that stayed up late at night and watched the World Championships would have seen uh, Jeremy Haywood uh, slotting a, a, a number of goals and uh, uh, that was uh, something of a surprise really um, in the sense that he's uh, come through the system and is still uh, I think he's only 21 years old mm. and uh, Brooke Paris is uh, going to be going around at the Commonwealth Games so we'll, we'll be seeing her continue that story I guess that's the other thing about hockey that there are there are families that are very much uh, aligned with hockey and uh, you know you can see generations playing in some of the clubs but the beauty of it is from my point of view Matthew Stephen is not just a blokey sport because Nova started it as you mentioned at Atlanta and of course the name Paris is continuing on at the moment but between Paris and Paris there's been a number of wonderful women uh, territory women that have actually represented Australia at Olympics, Commonwealth Games and World Championships. Oh, in, in, indeed. And uh, uh, I, I, again, that's that's one of the strengths of the hockey here, that they, they've, be able, they've been able to create pathways from the juniors to the seniors 
and right through to that elite level, which I, I think it, it, it's not new, unique, but it's something that I think other sports perhaps could learn something from in terms of how you galvanise your, your youth and keep them on the right path right through to that elite level. I think that's something that hockey has done very well for a number of years and continues to do. As always, Matthew Stephen, it's been enlightening, loved it and uh, edifying, and I'm sure the people in hockey, and we've had a lot of uh, response from people over a period of time the uh, the motor racing one you covered many uh, a few weeks ago was terrific too but hockey certainly a sport in the northern territory that now we're a little bit wiser about the history of the sport and i'm sure the way uh, the territorians have taken to the game that will uh, have a long and long and healthy history in the game let's hope so